Hello and welcome. This is Not Just Making the Tea, the podcast which discusses the realities of our career and life choices whilst made at school and college. We celebrate the parts that haven't gone to plan as much as those which have. With every chat, we plan to explore what life skills there are to be learnt and how they can influence and help us to succeed. I'm your host, Rachel Price, founder of Amali.com, the career website for young adults. So firstly, I'd like to say thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the experience and you will continue to join me and my future guests on our journey. I really appreciate anyone who takes the time to listen, so please do like, subscribe and send me any comments and feedback. I hope that you'll find these chats thought-provoking, entertaining and hopefully they'll give you some positive vibes for your day. So on that note, let's get started with today's topic. Communication Basics Underlying all forms of communication is the relationship between the sender and the receiver. The communication process is relatively simple. First, the sender decides on the feeling, thought or the need that they wish to send to the receiver. They will then decide on how they will send that message. This may be via speech, non-verbal communication, such as body language or tone of voice, or even by written language. They then use this to communicate with the receiver who will need to decode the sender's message if they are to understand it. However, the sender may be unclear on the message that they want to transmit to the receiver, which could result in a misunderstanding. It is important to reflect upon what you want to say before you say it. You also need to choose the right coding mechanism. For example, not using the same kind of vocabulary when speaking to a manager as you would when speaking to a young child. Before you start to speak or type, you need to consider the receiver's education level, emotional maturity, culture, background knowledge, personality, their motivation or desire as they access the situation, and what you want them to do as a result of receiving your message. There are also potential problems that can arise on the receiver's end. The most common is a simple lack of attention. When listening to someone or reading a message, give it your sole focus, remembering that there is a difference between hearing and listening. The first is automatic, The second is voluntary. Choose to listen. The second potential problem is an inability to translate and decode the message. As a receiver, you may not have the background knowledge or the vocabulary required to appreciate what the sender is communicating. If someone uses a word or a phrase you don't understand, always ask for clarification. Don't be embarrassed. No one can be expected to know every word in the English language and it is far better to feel awkward for a few seconds than risk making a serious mistake because you didn't understand someone's instructions. Both the sender and the receiver have a role to play in checking that the right message has been received and understood. If you sense possible conflict on the horizon, take a proactive approach and say one of the following. Let me check. Do I understand this correctly? I think you're saying... And then paraphrase what is said to you in your own words. This not only reassures the other person that you've been listening and taking them seriously, but also that you appreciate and have understood what you've been told. At times, it is easy to innocently interpret a good-natured message in a negative way, due to a variety of circumstantial evidence. Think about the broader context of the situation, and what you know about the person. Is it likely that they would want to cause offence? As a rule, you should safeguard your relationships by always assuming the best, i.e. that the misunderstanding is due to an error in communication rather than the jumping to conclusion that someone else wants to offend or upset you. 
For example, one of your colleagues stops you in the hallway and tells you that they're looking forward to receiving the report that you're working on. You may choose to interpret it either as a good-natured encouragement or a hint that you haven't been working quickly enough. If your colleague has a history of being passive-aggressive, you may be justified in thinking that their intentions are negative. Otherwise, it is best to assume that they're simply checking in with you and want to know how the report is progressing. Always self-monitor your body language and tone of voice. You will come across as more credible when you match your posture, gestures, facial expressions and the way of speaking to your message. Depending upon your mood and energy level, it might take some conscious efforts. For example, you may feel like yawning because you are tired and have been studying all night, but this would be interpreted by others as boredom or even rude, which is not a desirable outcome. In this kind of situation, you should either suppress the urge to yawn or explain that you are interested in the conversation, but that you are also very tired. Ultimately, the key to good communication is a willingness to self-monitor, to remain open to what others have to say, and to seek clarification when necessary. Master these skills and you will soon gain the confidence to become a great speaker, listener and writer. So that's our topic for today. I hope you found some points of use and interest. For more information, check out the resources within the Learning Hub on Manamali.com. Additionally, go to Amali.com and subscribe for updates and activities on topics aimed to help us all be more successful in life. Thank you once again for listening. Keep safe and smile always.